Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are brought to you by a musician and a hot dog stand. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I did not always eat great food when I was growing up. In fact, there were these hot dog shacks, these little hot dog stands um, that I really enjoyed, and they were called Caspers. Now, there was a C Casper and there was a K Casper. And the story behind these places was that there were these brothers, Casper brothers, and they built up this hot dog stand franchise and they had a falling out. It's like a wiener schnitzel, right? So you have like foot long hot dogs and whatever it was, um, specifically Orange Julius's. They had this orange drink that was just phenomenal, but it was only at K Casper. So the story went that the brothers broke up. One become K and became K Casper. The other became C Casper, but only one of the brothers got the orange drink, and that was this big thing. In fact, when I was, I think, uh, 12 or 13, I rollerbladed, because it was hot in the 90s to rollerblade. I rollerbladed something like 10 or 15 miles to get this orange drink, and I thought it was awesome. Anyway, so I cut... Cut forward a few years, and I'm a junior in high school, and I got this girlfriend. She was kind of ghetto, I'll be honest. Uh, I went to not a great high school, and this poor girl was fine, but she was raised in Pittsburgh and, and kind of a kind of a rough area. And and as such, her older brother had these kind of rough friends, so she she ran in crowds that were rougher than I was used to. That that's just kind of the way it was, and. So one day I tell her about these, uh, these hot dogs, right? And that like, I like this orange drink and all this stuff. She's like, I got you. And she was cool. And she, she took me to, uh, to her Casper's. Turns out that she knew this dude who worked at Casper's and, and I couldn't, I couldn't make this up if I tried. So this guy, this huge tatted out like slang talking dude who had his little Casper's hat on and his apron on. And he was like, what's up, man? I was like, Hey, uh, how you doing? So he ends up talking to this girl and dating. Her name was April. He ends up talking to April and he's like, what you want, man? I'll hook you up. I was like uh, a foot long. Give me a foot long. So he gives me this foot long hot dog. And again, he's like this tatted out tough guy serving me this hot dog. And I was like, the hell man what a joke you work at caspers so they're talking all about his album so he had put out this album this rap album he's a rap artist and he was coming out with his second rap album and i was sitting there like what are you rapping about man like footlongs what are you doing here of course i'm not saying anything i'm just eating my hot dog because this guy will kill me but the point is he was talking about how, you know, everybody kind of got like an underground copy originally. And this is back in the mid nineties. So mid to late nineties. So you got to remember CDs weren't CDs were popular, but not super popular. So things would still come out on cassette tape and you could copy a cassette tape really easily. And you could also put something on a CD and copy it to a cassette tape. So if you bought uh, again, a CD album, you could burn a copy essentially for your friend. And it wasn't that big of a deal. So this guy was saying how he had put out this original album and uh, everybody kind of got an underground copy, but he's planning on making his money, making his money on this next one. And, and I was like, whatever. So months later, we end up going to this party with 
you know, again, kind of, kind of a rougher crowd. And I didn't go to parties very frequently. So this, this was her saying, Hey, my friend's having a party. Let's go to this party. So I say, fine. And there's like, this a rap battle in the backyard and who's there, but the dude, the dude's there and he's in his element. He was cool and he was chill. And you know, these guys are going back and forth and somebody's got dropping beats and like, and you know, all these guys are rapping. It's cracking me up. But obviously it was like, this is a joke. It's a, it's a farce. Like these, these are not tough people. They're, they work at like Casper's. They're not like these tough rappers. And, and I was driving through Oakland today and I passed a Casper's and I thought about this guy and it became very clear to me that I, I did not appraise him appropriately as a younger person. As a 16-year-old, I saw somebody who was trying to present themselves as this, you know, like tough, whatever kind of guy and be this rap artist and what a joke. But I didn't see him that way today. In my mind's eye, I can see this guy with his hat on and his apron on working at Casper's. And instead of seeing this liar, this kind of like fraud, I, I saw something different. I saw somebody who I respected a lot. Because in thinking back to the party, I realized that really was him. He really was an artist. He really was into music. He was into, into making rap. And, and I realized like that wasn't really a lie. That was him. He was a hard man. Even, even a young age. I think he was like 19 or 20 at the time. But he was also an honorable man. And he was willing to work for his future. And that's what the job at Casper's was. Right? I, I don't think he had great grades in school. You know, this was not an academic person. And, and he took a job that paid him an honest day's wage at a, at a hot dog stand and he made an album that didn't really make any money and instead of giving up on that he was making another album that was presumably better and he had modified his marketing and production plans and was hoping to make money this time and that really gave me pause all day it really made me think about it all today because I've never been in that situation. The, the things I have pursued have by and large been very much in line with my talents and my desires. I like education a lot. I very much like teaching. I, I got jobs doing exactly what, what I wanted to and there was, there was no time when somebody second-guessed my commitment or second-guessed my character or my value based on this stuff. The worst I think I've ever experienced is, is someone saying, you know, how can you be that smart because you're an athlete? Or, you know, you don't look like a tutor or something like that. And that's it. And those are little things, and, and I blow those off. But I've never had to do something that was so out of character with my real dreams and desires. I've never been like this 
hardened kind of rap artist working at a hot dog stand and had to face criticism of just punk, you know, pompous 15, 16, 17 year olds and still diligently show up to work and do my little piece for my future. Do my little piece so I could keep my, my little dream going alive. So I thought about this all day and I realized it, it's bad to judge people, but we can't, we can't stop judging people. That's just the way it is. I'm judging this guy favorably now. I judged him harshly. Now I'm judging him favorably. I'm judging him nonetheless. We can't stop judging people. And fine. But we should also just remember when judging to judge lightly. Because if we don't and we start comparing ourselves to our past judgments, we may start judging ourselves poorly. In my situation with this guy, I compare who this man was to who I am and the things I've gone through. And I realize that of the two of us, he was a lot more gutsy and passionate than, than I think I was at that age, I guarantee you. I was not gutsy like that. I was not humble. I was not working a hot dog stand for probably minimum wage. But he was. He was, and I admire that about him now, you know, 20 years later. I admire that about him. And I do not admire the lack of that in myself at that age. And put that together with the fact that I so harshly judged him for all of this time. And, and I'm embarrassed of myself. And again, it's not that I'm embarrassed that I judged him. I did judge him. And again, everybody judges everybody. Fine. But it's that I was so confident in my judgment. There was no room for nuance. There was no room for, well, maybe. It was so black and white. And doing that, it really just highlights how dumb it was. And how arrogant I was. That judgment really only said things about me, not about him. So, the next time you catch yourself making a judgment, don't necessarily think that it's bad, but just, just be light with it. Be sensitive with it. Understand that judgments need to be nuanced, and at the very least, they need to be flexible, malleable, because I mean, really, who are any of us to judge anyone? So just think about that. I'm Matt Todd, and this is The Engines Drives Me. Go out and crush it. (laughs) 